You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Sowing the seeds of cannabis and sounding the praise of our favorite plants, it's time to hemp present. Our radio resident Hempo Sapien, Vivian McPeak, will present a weekly platform for guests and listeners to hemp present about hemp and cannabis from the legal, activist, and reformist route. Let's round up and roll it up for our headmaster of hemp, Vivian McPeak. Welcome to the Hempresent Resistance, the weekly radio podcast where you can get your PhD in THC because you don't just want to burn it, you want to learn it. Seeking to defeat the alternative facts of prohibition one interview at a time, I'm an advocating for the plant, the whole plant and nothing but the plant. Join me for a weekly reefer radio rebellion against prohibition as I speak with some of the principal risk takers, movers and shakers and history makers of the cannabis industry, culture and reform movement. I'm your host. Vivian McPeak. I am the executive director of the world's largest annual cannabis policy reform event, the Seattle Hemp Fest, entering its 27th year and founded at hempfest.org. I'm also the author of the book Protestable, a 20-year retrospective of Seattle Hemp Fest from AHA Publishing, also found at hempfest.org. Today's guest on Hempresent is cannabis patient and activist Mike Robinson, who is already in the virtual Hempresent studio. Maybe you've seen the videos a child with autism and or epilepsy writhes in uncontrollable agony, their muscles stiffening, their faces grimaced, convulsing and twitching all over, despite the bevy of powerful, dangerous, and costly pharmaceutical drugs that have been prescribed for them by traditional physicians. And then a tiny amount of cannabis oil is administered to them, a dollop roughly the size of a grain of rice smeared onto their gums, and shazam, like magic. Within a minute or two begins a total transformation. The child's entire body relaxes. Within 10 minutes or less, they're laughing, smiling, maybe playing. Parent after parent describes a situation, often where their child was previously nonverbal, sometimes confined to a wheelchair, until they were administered cannabis oil. For some, after a period of treatment, their child was talking and even able to stand up by themselves. I interviewed Australian mother Katrina Spragan, who on three separate occasions after administering the conventional anti-seizure, anti-convulsant drugs that doctors prescribed for her daughter Caitlin's severe epilepsy, she had to perform CPR to Caitlin, 
while waiting for an ambulance because the medications doctors prescribed for her daughter put Caitlin into cardiac arrest. A fifth to a third of those who have autism will develop epilepsy. It is reported that 50,000 people per year die from seizures in the United States annually. One in 68 U.S. children had an autism spectrum disorder in 2014, which was a 30% increase from one in 88 from two years earlier. Tegretol, Dilantin, Phenobarbital, Valium, Clonazepam, Gabupentin, and a list, longer list, of toxic pharmaceuticals are routinely prescribed to children on a daily basis all over the world. Yet mothers like Katrina face prosecution and incarceration for administering cannabis oil to their children when no one has ever died from the oil, which is always administered in micro doses. This is what the corporate pharmaceutical lobby is fighting and spending billions of dollars to perpetuate so they can protect their market dominance and obscene profit margins at the expense of suffering children and adults. I have done more shows on this subject than any other here on Hemp Present, and today's show continues my cannabis crusade and solemn commitment to advocate for these children and those fighting for their best interests. My guest today is just one of those people. Mike Robinson is a cannabis patient and activist, a former California state lobbyist and non-attorney representative for people with disabilities. He's worked nationwide under special education hearing offices and the U.S. DOJ Civil Rights Division, resolving issues versus having them heard at a high cost to taxpayers. With over a two-decade history of traveling the nation representing in this manner despite severe epilepsy. In 2013, he discovered CBD and other cannabis oils would stop his severe refractory seizures, a deadly type that doesn't respond to prescription medications. Robinson, with the direction of legendary Dennis Perone and others, then created the American Cannabis Compassion Alliance to gather as many providers of medicine that would just give it away, as Dennis once told him, to those who can't afford it. Welcome, Mike, to Cannabis Radio. Thank you. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Mike, you went from the cockpit of a pro race car to, as you say, now racing for the lives of kids like Genevieve. Who is Genevieve and what is your relationship to her? Well, Genevieve is a very special young girl. She's a 14-year-old uh, with severe autism, epilepsy, and OCD. Uh, at one time, she was a compassion patient. That's part of the Compassion Alliance and, and received oils. Um, I had met her by coming through to her home and finding her actually seizing uh, on my very first meeting with her mom. Uh, she was administered cannabis oil and immediately stopped seizing. She would have up to 25 or 30 grand mal seizures a day. Those are life-threatening. Uh, within 15 minutes after uh, gaining cannabis oil, she started using an iPad that she'd been carrying around for about a year, not doing a whole lot with. So. It was just amazing to see how Genevieve responded. She was one of many um, compassion children that received oils. And what ended up happening is over the months, uh, her mom and I got together and Genevieve decided that she wanted daddy. Um, One time when I was out on a trip, I got this text from her mom that was so exciting. She was like, you know, she's she's saying daddy. It was like the first word she just started vocalizing. Her father had passed away a decade ago in a very tragic accident. So Genevieve missed her dad. And literally, Genevieve is a, just a beautiful young child that has blossomed thanks to cannabis and CBD oils and has decided that, that she wants a daddy. <laughs> so Genevieve, I now proudly call my daughter. Wow, that's an amazing story. 
Mike, you started the Compassion Alliance with Dennis Perrone. Uh, how has the recently passed Proposition 64 legalizing recreational cannabis use in California, how has that affected your operations? And what do you do? Well, the Compassion Alliance was founded to gather as many compassion providers as possible. Uh, Dennis, of course, has been pivotal in, in creating those compassion providers. At one point, we were able to actually gather uh, cannabis flower an incredible amount and have it extracted and created into medicine that could just be given away. Uh, what's happened is along with the passing of who we call the godfather of cannabis, Dennis himself, may he rest in peace. Uh, we've also seen the passing of the true compassion that Dennis taught. Uh, he once told me that nobody ever left uh, the San Francisco buyers club without a joint. Nobody was able to leave empty handed. Uh, unfortunately, the prohibition against gifting does not allow an entity to give away cannabis. Uh, and it's not just a, a tax thing like a lot of people are looking at and getting upset about. I've grown to understand the state's position that some products gifted are not clean, the labs aren't done, and regulations done to protect consumers aren't there. But all in all, compassion, the way we once knew it, is no longer uh, alive in California like it, it was before Prop 64. Well, of course, the newspapers are just rife with stories about people who've been damaged by being given some cannabis, right? <laughs> Not. Um, what are you doing now after Prop 64? Education. I think patient education is of the utmost important. Anytime you have a huge amount of regulations come down, the new laws come down like this, we have an increased black market. And when you have an increased black market, you have a lot of patients that are susceptible to buying something that may not be clean, and they may not even know what they're buying. So uh, now what I've done is, is gone into collaboration. Um, one of them I'm really happy to stay is with the American Academy of Cannabinoid Medicine. Uh, lo and behold, they're right here in Santa Barbara where I live. And so well, Dr. David Bierman is the executive vice president. I'm doing some volunteering in his office and collaborating and, and actually getting some patient knowledge uh, much more, I guess, than the average patient uh, to him. And in return, I'm getting back at that important research aspect that we all need in order to educate each other. You know, I don't know if you've experienced the same thing in California, but I can say that up here in Washington State, uh, one of the, the most devastating things that's happened to medical cannabis patients, and, and it's really non, it's really counterintuitive, uh, was this form of legalization that we have. Uh, the, 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 the patients got kicked to the curb, uh, you know, kicked under the cannabis, I hear it said a lot of times. Um, and, and it's really frustrating. And, and we're finding uh, as, as community activists who fought so hard uh, to make all this possible that there's very little interest in the state legislature uh, or anywhere else to really uh, turn things around and advocate for the patients who need something much different than uh, recreational cannabis users do. Um, we only have uh, less than a minute for the break, but is, have you experienced anything like that in California? Oh, it's incredible. Um, whenever you have a compassion program that's been giving out a lot of cannabis, you're going to have a situation when you can't do it where the people that once received it now must go out and look. The reports that have came back to me is just heartbreaking. They're, they're just incredible. People that were once able to get something for $150 or $200 are paying six, $700 
the amount of tax, the amount of increased cost, the amount of unsure people in the market that are no longer selling has created a situation where the patient has really suffered in order for the recreational user to have cannabis. I'm speaking with medical cannabis patient activist, Father Mike Robinson. We're going to take a quick pause for the cause because there's flaws and laws here. Word from our sponsors and advertisers come right back for our second segment. Time to roll out for the people that let us have present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Introducing 420 Cloud, ignited by MSIG, one of the fastest growing social apps around. The only app you'll need for all things cannabis. Find the latest cannabis news, videos, and stories, ranging from business and tech to sports and medicine. Start your career in cannabis by seeking, identifying, and applying for jobs through our expansive listings. For businesses, 420cloud.com features a full-scale cross-channel network, monetizing high traffic for big data conversion and analytics. Download 420 Cloud now from the iTunes Store or Google Play. MSIG.com is a publicly listed company on the OTC, symbol MCIG. At Alternative Vibes, our core values of quality, loyalty, respect, and honesty guides us in our mission to help families find peace and harmony through our products and services. Whether you are looking for a more natural way of living, shopping for essential oils, topicals, and edibles, or searching for a path towards achieving your goals, we are your choice. Learn more about our complete line of natural products and solutions at AlternativeVibes.com. Bringing quality of living to life. AlternativeVibes.com. Cannabis concentrates have been around for hundreds of centuries. In 19th century America, extracts mixed with other herbs were sold as a miracle cure. Now, Apex Supercritical has elevated the science of extraction into the 21st century. Apex Supercritical is the leader in CO2 extraction, which is the cleanest, safest, and purest way to extract plant oils. ROI in as little as three weeks. Our cost-effective systems are fully automated with an industry-leading three-year warranty. And if we don't have your system in stock, we can build one in as little as four weeks. Bringing CO2 extraction to the masses. Learn more at apeksupercritical.com. Four-week build excludes high production systems. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. We're back on Hemp Present with Mike Robinson. Mike, you contend that prohibition violates the ADA or the Americans with Disabilities Act in multiple ways. How so? Well, you know, I'm not going to go into this in great detail because it's something a group of us are working on on a professional network. There's multiple ways in which the Americans with Disabilities Act and the Improvement Act protect Americans with disabilities. Of course, the number one thing is access. Uh, so when we look at access, we have to also look at interstate travel. So in keeping this question short and to the point, if a medical marijuana patient from California can't travel to Utah, we may have an access situation. You can't access an entire state. You definitely have a problem. You're definitely being discriminated against because your choice in medicine because of your disability, or you wouldn't be choosing that medicine. Are you concerned at all that the current administration with Jeff Sessions, uh, Attorney General, uh, a really rabid anti-pot zealot, I think would be fair to say, are are you at all concerned that that they're going to do something crazy and and make things worse? No, I'm not. Uh, I think that there is a lot of scare tactics that are being disseminated. I think that it's much easier to scare an industry and to scare people than it actually is to enforce anything. Uh, When we look at the numbers, there's no possible way a few uh, U.S. attorneys per state 
can handle the millions of people that have gone into the industry or that are using medicinal cannabis. When you add that to the martyr uh, scenario, where you make every last person that's using it and has gotten better, we're not talking about thousands. We're not talking about tens of thousands. We're probably talking about 100,000 people with a testimony. Now we have a situation to where it's it's just not going to look good. So you think think Sessions is saber-rattling? I sure do. I sure do. I think that it's a big scare and that it may cause compliance. And that's a good thing if it does. Uh, It also looks like it may open some doors because a lot of people just don't like him. Our mutual friend, Dennis Perone, the San Francisco-based cannabis activist that many consider the primary driving force behind the medical marijuana movement, recently passed away. Um, What is the Perone resolution and what would it do? Well, the Perone resolution was a brainstorm that came out in September of 2016 when a student client of mine uh, was using cannabis oils in school and it came up in their education plan and actually went into writing. Um, I was going to actually write that that legislative request in the name of the student, but instead Dennis fell sick at the time. And after talking to Steve Covey, the lobbyists known for Prop 215 uh, about it, uh, I, I decided to go ahead and rewrite it, name it the Perone Resolution, with a specific request to the Senate to resolve to create both cannabis oil in schools legislation and legislation that would allow the compassionate gifting of cannabis. Sadly, this was brought to Senator McGuire's office uh, in March of 2017. And after a total of over 40 email exchanges and multiple visits to different committees, it went nowhere. And the Prop 64 regulations were written, all 500 pages. That included nothing for the children um, and instead went ahead and prohibited the gifting of cannabis. One of the most controversial topics in society today is the subject of vaccinations and whether or not they are, are safe uh, anyone critical of vaccination programs is pretty much immediately labeled an anti-vaxxer uh, and, and worthy of a tinfoil hat. Do you think that vaccinations contribute to autism at all? Well, yes, this is very controversial. I've got a biological son that's 24 years old, nonverbal autistic, and Genevieve, who is also considered nonverbal, although is she talking now thanks to cannabis. Both of them received multiple vaccines in a day. Both of them spiked fevers and quit speaking at very young ages. Normally, this happens about age two, two and a half. What I have to look at is hrsa.gov, and this is what anybody should look at. What does our federal government say? When we look at the CDC statistics, what we look at is a total of 20,000 applications to the Vaccine Injury Compensation Fund in only a period of a couple decades. And out of those applications, $4 billion paid to parents of kids with autism, kids with cancer, MS, epilepsy, you name it, on and on, that are either alive now or perished due to the vaccinations. The CDC states that one out of every one million vaccinations ends in a payment out of that fund. In order to get a payment out of that fund, you've got to start off with literally 5,000 people applying, 
And those got to be 5,000 people that know about it. So the true numbers are 1% to 2% are causing a serious problem. My answer is yes. Without a doubt, vaccinations are a leading cause of mitochondrial disease, which destroys the cell in the body and is an attributing factor to autism and many other childhood and adult disorders. Why do you think, uh, is that information being suppressed? Why, why do you think this is going on like this? Well, I just believe that, I, and I really need to clarify that I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I don't, I think that term does apply to some people that are very radical. I believe in safe vaccinations. Don't clump them all together. Don't require 23 different vaccinations of seven different types of vaccines by age six for a child in the United States when we have governments like Japan getting away with doing nine and have much healthier children. We just need to look at the whole picture, revise it, and make it safe for the children. Because not all vaccines are the same, and they don't all have the same um, ingredients, uh, for example, correct? Correct. They're different. It's the grouping of the vaccines. It's when... It's when three, four, five are given. Recently, very close to home, one of our relatives, very young, five years old, was sent into the doctor to get multiple vaccinations, a school nurse requested. The school nurse wrote down five different vaccinations that were not done yet. So the doctor's office decided, hey, let's do all five. Six months later, uh, I'm treating this young girl with CBD, and she is working on emerging speech again. She's been in the hospital. She had a vaccine reaction. Did her parent file with the Vaccine Injury Compensation Fund? No. This is why the numbers that the CDC gives are not realistic. But without a doubt, at at hsra.gov, on their website, they 100% agree they paid $4 billion in vaccine injury compensation. Fascinating. Yeah, I have interviewed parents like yourself of children uh, that need medical cannabis for a variety of, of illnesses, including uh, autism and epilepsy, uh, on multiple continents, uh, you know, South Africa, Australia, Great Britain, uh, uh, all over the place. And it's, it's always a very similar story. Um, How do you feel that the medical industry today, how do they stand in regard to medical cannabis and the treatment of of epilepsy and autism? Are our minds opening? Are things changing at all? Uh, What's your feel on it? They're confused. Minds are opening, but the percentages are so low that I have to jump back to a question and answer we talked about earlier and the current collaboration with the American Academy of Cannabinoid Medicine. Doctors need some direction. I believe that a lot of them would like to learn and like to be knowing what their patients know, what parents know. I think doctors are barraged with questions, and their only way to respond is there's not enough studies, when indeed there are enough studies. So if doctors are aligned with an academy of medicine, that is professional with research doctors, I believe that they will learn and we will see much more of an open door for parents and patients that want to go in and get treated with autism and epilepsy. Because we have to remember, 
There are 46 different types of seizures. There are, is an entire autism spectrum. So on, at one end of the spectrum, you've got somebody that's very high functioning, a high IQ, extremely verbal, but is dealing with a lot of social anxiety and could benefit from something like CBD. On the other end of the spectrum, you have self-injurious behavior, completely nonverbal. You've, you've got severe developmental delays. Now you've got something to where many more cannabinoids need to be looked at. So it's, in treating either one, either autism or epilepsy, doctors are confused. They have one patient coming in using a full extract THC oil and CBD from hemp, and then you've got another patient coming in using a zero THC industrial hemp product. So I can see why they are confused, and this is a reason why the collaboration with the Academy and why I believe that patient education and doctor education are really the key element and my focus for 2018. Of course, the 6,000-pound elephant in the room is the pharmaceutical industry. Uh, what, how do you think that factors into all of this? That's a big question. The pharmaceutical industry in itself, I don't believe, is knowledgeable enough to produce anything from cannabis that works. And I'm saying that nicely because so far we haven't seen anything that works. What I do find quite often in my position is that I'm dealing with doctors that are prescribing medications to kids that are actual pro-convulsives. So if I have a child that has epilepsy and a parent is coming to me saying, Mike, I need information, what's going to work? And I ask them, what currently is your child taking? Uh, with a history of myself of having 27 different anti-epileptic drugs failed before cannabis, I'm pretty knowledgeable about these meds. And what I find is that kids with both autism and epilepsy often are given medication for behaviors that will be pro-convulsive. And now you've got really a, a, a time bomb waiting to happen. The child being given a pill that will cause convulsions, but we're also trying to get CBD to stop them. So there's just, a, like I said before, a lot of confusion. That needs to be cleared up, and it's only going to happen through education. How hopeful are you uh, that, say, uh, 10 years from now, we are in a different situation? I'm very hopeful that we'll have a very different situation in a decade. But I believe that everybody needs to keep their mind open. Without a doubt, Big Pharma and corporate America have moved into the world of cannabis, and we're going to have to learn to live with them. We're going to have to hope and hopefully guide them towards a future where there is something offered that actually works from cannabis. I'm not at all an advocate of that. I'm an advocate of using the natural plant. That's what I'd like to see. What I'm hoping for, what I'm praying for, what I'm looking to the universe for is the end of prohibition. It hasn't worked. We know it was a lie upon us. We know the Controlled Substances Act. We know all of it has just been one big, ugly scar on America. And the only way to end that is to end prohibition, just like we did with alcohol. Uh, we need to allow the plant to grow for everybody. And we need to allow safe, legal access for everybody that needs it. And of course, a lot of people don't think it's necessary to separate cannabinoids and, and support the idea of the entourage effect, which is really whole plant therapy. 
Um, I am still talking to Mike Robinson. We're going to take our second pause for the cause here. Another word from our sponsors and advertisers. Come back with our final questions. Don't go anywhere. Time to roll out for the people that let us have present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Introducing Blue Moon CBD, straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the host of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. And we're back once again for the final segment with Mike Robinson on Cannabis Radio. First of all, Mike, I just, you know, your work is so important and so sacred uh, that the children, they're only 20% of our population, they're 100% of our future. And uh, the idea that so many of them are, are suffering is just unacceptable. And, I, and, and you're just doing the, the marijuana missionary work, if you ask me. Uh, how can people find out more about you and your work and, and support you? Well, I read a blog. It's at uh, www.mikesmedicines.com. And uh, that has quite a bit of information, more about the day I've been sick over the last few months. Uh, I can be found on Facebook at, under Mike's epilepsy on a search pretty easily. Um, the most important thing that people can do is to keep learning. And remember that when you're learning, look at scholarly articles, look at information. Um, I'll be publishing a newsletter uh, assisting Dr. David Bierman and the American Academy of Cannabinoid Medicine. Their website is aacmsite.org. And by going to their website, you may find that you can give your doctor uh, at least something to look at and grasp onto because so many doctors just aren't aware. I believe the most important thing is for people to continue to learn themselves, try to teach their doctors and give them an avenue. Um, and at the same time, keep your, keep your mind open for the future. If you want to get a hold of me personally, my email is really easy to remember, especially in the world of epilepsy. Um, like you said earlier, 
50,000 people per year will die from an epileptic seizure per year in America. Flojo, the Olympic champion, died in her sleep from SUDEP, sudden unexplained death in epilepsy patients. So my email address reflects that. 50kreasons at gmail.com is how you reach me. I think Mike Robinson. Mike, thank you, man, for being on Hampersent. I wish you the best of luck with your critical work. Tell Dr. Behrman hi for me, and please give a big hug to Genevieve for all of us here at Cannabis Radio. I will do. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure, Hempy Trails. Now I want to get to a weekly feature of Hampersent on CannabisRadio.com, and that's the quote of the week, and here it is, and I quote, I did it because I felt it was the right thing to do. We could use those resources to solve homicides. And that's Philadelphia District Attorney Larry Krasner after he dropped charges against all cannabis cases, joining a national trend. That concludes this installment of present on Cannabis Radio. I want to thank Brasco, my man in the control room, and all the Cannabis Radio sponsors and advertisers. Join me next week for some more reefer repartee and cannabis confabulation with some special hempo sapien on our journey to justice. Because when it comes to prohibition, you've got the right not to remain silent. Activism requires a voice, so find yours to speak up for justice, because resistance is fertile. Until then, my friends, stay strong, stand tall, toke it easy, and don't forget to email me at hempresent at gmail.com. The Hempresent theme song, Take Back the Plants, performed by Stickerbush and sung by a much younger version of myself. Show up the music, maestro, is I'm out. Marijuana! The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.